for tuning into Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Welcome to 2016, a fresh new year full of promise and possibility. I don't know about you, but I already decided that this year is going to be epic, and I cannot wait. I love starting a fresh brand new year and having a brand new calendar, and I got some really good feedback about the last two episodes from those of you who created a conscious blueprint and did some goal setting for 2016. Nice work. Thanks for sharing your themes for 2016 with me. I loved reading them and was really impressed. Special shout out to Kate, who is going to think more like an entrepreneur this year and less like an employee. And to Sandra, who is focused on fearless execution. I love it. You guys are awesome. Thanks for participating and doing the work to create a conscious blueprint. So the last two weeks over the holiday season, we took a little break from our regular format to do some goal setting. This week, we're back to business with our regular format, where we focus on a particular theme that is relevant to growing you so you can grow your business. Today, I want to talk about one of the most important tools for you as an entrepreneur, It's something that will allow you to access an enormous wealth of intelligence that goes beyond your knowledge and experience. This wisdom doesn't come from a mentor. It doesn't come from a book. It doesn't come from a course or a webinar. This rich source of knowledge comes from a place that you might not even be tapping into yet. But it's infinite, and I'll tell you right now, it's a game changer. Once you start to use it, Today, I want to talk about accessing your conscious intelligence, also known as your intuition. So here's what we're going to learn today. In our first segment, we're going to define what conscious intelligence is and learn how some of the greatest entrepreneurs use it as their secret weapon. In the second segment, we're going to talk about the biggest stumbling blocks that prevent us from using it. In our third segment, we're going to talk about the advantages of using your intuition. And in our fourth segment, we're going to check in and see how you have been using yours. Then in our last segment, I'm going to give you some tips to help you finely tune your conscious intelligence. But first, I want to start with a story. So as with all my episodes, I like to start off with a story to give you a bit of context to explain how a topic has helped me in my life and helped me become a better entrepreneur. But I have a confession to make. I actually drafted this episode a few months ago, but because the story that I chose was too painful, I didn't record it. So when I opened up the file this morning, there it was, this half-written story. And I realized that I wasn't being very authentic by hiding this story, was I? This really was the best example that I have to talk about my intuition. Now inside this story is not only my biggest ever financial mistake, but also the greatest piece of advice that I've ever received, which is kind of a good reminder that our biggest mistakes also double as our greatest learning opportunities 
and they really do make us stronger. So get ready to roll your eyes, because it's a breakup story. But it's not really the emotional breakup that's significant, it's the financial breakup that was the mistake. And I want to be really mindful here that I don't indulge in past telling, which we learned all about in episode two. And past telling is when you retell a story over and over again to play a victim. So I want to say up front that I hold no ill will towards my ex and I don't wish any negative intention to be wished upon him. Now, I don't know if any of you can relate to having a messy breakup story. When things are good in a relationship, they're usually really good. But when they go bad, sometimes they can go very bad. And when you're cohabitating, well, this always adds a layer of complexity to things. And this is exactly where I went wrong. The mistake was made when we decided to move in together and purchase property together. We were combining our savings and the proceeds from each of our previous properties into our new place together, which made perfect sense because that's what you do when you're in a relationship. But when it came time to hand over my check and the proceeds for the new place and go sign the paperwork for our new property, my name wasn't on the paperwork. And I knew that this was wrong. And not sort of kind of wrong, but really wrong in a really big wrong kind of way. And I can't plead ignorance because I'd gone through this process before. I knew how it all worked. Now, this was a big red flag for me. And you can imagine that it sparked a pretty big fight. And in the end, it came down to the not so logical argument of if you love me and you trust me, and we're going to be together forever, then it doesn't matter whose name's on it, does it? And in this moment, my intuition was screaming. I knew that it was wrong on every level, every level. When you're in a dysfunctional relationship like this, and I hope that you never have been, and I hope that you never are, you're constantly trying to prove your devotion to your partner. And in that moment, I made a choice. I chose to appease him and to stop the conflict between us rather than to listen to my intuition. And looking back, the relationship really should have ended there, but it was years later when I actually summoned the courage to leave. The shared property became this leverage to hold on to me with a threat of dragging things out for years in the courts. And as much as I want to blame him for this situation, it's not really him that is to blame. I also know deep down inside that I knew better. I know very clearly that the anger that I had about this situation for the first couple years was anger actually for me. For me not listening to my intuition, for not standing up to him, and for not standing up for myself. And as much shame that I hold for being in such an embarrassing relationship. I'm also grateful because when it came time for me to move on, I was financially able to just pick up and leave. And not all people are. Not all people have the resources to leave their partners. And many people have children that they are also responsible for. But I will say this. It was hard, yes, to leave. And it was hard to start over. And yes, there is a lot of shame that I have for staying too long. But I know that when I left, my real life began. And from this situation, I learned how important it is to always, always listen to your intuition. 
And it was in this situation where I received the greatest piece of advice. I was trying to decide to stick around and fight the legal battle, which he was threatening to drag out for 10 years, or walk away and start my new life. And this sage advice came to me from the wisest teacher that I've ever had. And she said to me, Julie, it's just money. You can always make more, but you can never put a price on your freedom. And those are words that I think we should all live by. Now I want to start with one of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein. The intuitive mind is a sacred gift, and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We've created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. So let's start off by defining exactly what conscious intelligence is. You might know it as your intuition, your gut instinct, your emotional guidance system, or your spidey sense. It's an internal knowing that we access to make decisions that sometimes defies logic and reason. And I call it conscious intelligence because it comes from being absolutely clear and present or being purely conscious. And it is also very sage advice that is intelligent. It isn't really airy-fairy random emotion. You're actually tapping into a greater system of intelligence that goes beyond proven fact. Because here's the thing. No two decisions or scenarios will ever be the same. And what you decide to do depends on where you are in your life and on so many other factors. Now, we all experience conscious intelligence in very different ways. I've seen it described as very different sensations in the body. For me, I experience it as a knowing, a very deep and strong sensation, a very determined sensation within me. But some people describe it as a strong feeling in their gut or deep in their stomach. Other people experience it as more of a tingling sensation, sometimes all over their body. There's no right or wrong way for you to experience it. The only important thing is to pay attention to it. And here's why it's so powerful. It goes beyond logic and reason, which is limited because it requires the burden of proof. It requires examples that you can reference. And there is a limitation to this because it means that you're going down a road that has already been traveled, either by you or by someone else, meaning that you bypass original opportunity. As entrepreneurs, we sometimes need to be able to see opportunities before they can be proven because that's where the gems are. The most brilliant and innovative entrepreneurs know this and they rely on it greatly. And there's another limitation here. See, quite often what we might think we are doing is making logical decisions that are based on data and facts. But what we are doing is taking an inventory of facts and then our ego shows up and gets involved. And it starts to fog our decisions. And we start to worry about what other people are going to think about us. Or we worry about how we might feel awkward. Or we worry about going against the grain and maybe doing something that defies popular opinion. And we have a public opinion saboteur in the way clouding our judgment. So if conscious intelligence is so powerful, why don't we all use it all the time? Well, there's a number of reasons that are standing in our way, and I'm going to walk you through a few of them. First off, the burden of proof. Sadly, we are conditioned from a very early age that facts and stats are king. 
we learn to value scientific perspective that tells us that unless you can prove something, it doesn't exist. Meditation is a great example. And now that we can prove scientifically that meditation increases the gray matter of your brain and can benefit the body, now people are all jumping on the meditation bandwagon. So intuition sometimes gets a bad rap for being fluffy. I mean, I know you get this because you're able to understand it, but some people might have this perspective that you can't prove it so it doesn't really matter. Second up, data overload. We are bombarded with vast amounts of data through technology, which causes us to be really disconnected from our intuition. It causes us to be in our thinking mind too much and we get really used to thinking and then it's hard to turn it off. Third are saboteurs. Our monkey mind or our saboteur is constantly running a narrative in the background, telling us about things to worry about and playing out different scenarios and making up all sorts of limiting beliefs. There is a finite amount of good that we're all eligible for. That's one of the things it says. And we have all these crazy beliefs that we're worrying about all the time. Sometimes this holds us back from connecting to our intuition. The fourth reason why we don't want to listen to our intuition is that, well, it might not be culturally acceptable, depending on where you live in the world. Now, with this podcast being about mindset and entrepreneurship, I realized the other day that I am clearly laxing on my gratuitous Steve Jobs references. So I'm going to sneak one in here in this fourth reason. I read this in Walter Isaacson's biography. Here's one of my favorite quotes from Steve in the book. The people in the Indian countryside don't use their intellect like we do. They use their intuition instead. And their intuition is far more developed than in the rest of the world. Intuition is a very powerful thing, more powerful than intellect, in my opinion. And it's had a big impact on my life. Now, I love that quote because there it is in black and white, one of the greatest innovators of our time saying that they value intuition over logic. Reason number five, sometimes it's a lack of self-confidence and trust. We don't trust ourselves enough or we don't give ourselves enough credit to value our wisdom and our life experiences or we equate wisdom with age and we think that others might know more than us. And yes, others might be really smart, but they are experts in their life, not in yours. And reason number six is what's something I call the art of active polling. Now, this is a behavior that I observe a lot, but I have to confess I don't really understand it. I know certain people who seem to be obsessed with receiving input when they're about to make a decision. And this isn't really collecting data or research to make their decision. It's a very specific way of just asking everyone else what decision they should make. And then what they do is they take the average of what everyone else says, and then they have a decision. So they haven't actually really made a decision. It's really just taking the critical mass of everyone else's opinions. Now, I know a few people who like to do this, and it might be because it's an excuse to interact with others, but I do know this. I know that the more time that you spend asking others what they think, the less time you're spending checking in with yourself. And lastly, Captain Obvious here, but I think we are all disconnected from our physical bodies, and we haven't yet learned how to be quiet and still. 
And this can be either through meditation or it can be through your practice of mindfulness. So to bottom line, we're simply in our heads too much all the time and we've lost the ability to connect to our intuition. So I've walked you through some of the challenges that hold us back from listening to our intuition. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's talk about some of the benefits. First off, number one, we make better decisions because they come from inside of us and we are the only ones who truly know all of the factors, the feelings, the impact, the history, the variables. Only we can have truly all of the data. Benefit number two, it builds our confidence. Now, I think the art of active polling that I talked about earlier sounds exhausting. I will admit I do discuss scenarios with friends and other entrepreneurs, and I'll often ask them what they would have done if they were in my situation. But, and I do find this helpful, but I never ask them what they think I should do. Once you learn to listen on the inside, you will really see how intelligent and wise you are, and this will definitely give you a boost of confidence. Benefit number three, it cultivates a stronger understanding of the self, and you will get to see truly how powerful you are. Now, side effects of better understanding yourself include increased amounts of self-appreciation and self-love because you get to be proud of your decisions. I love making decisions, and I'm really proud of the decisions that I've made. I wear my good decisions like a badge of honor. Number four, it's efficient and always on. Now imagine you're out for a hike, and you come to a fork in the road, and you can only go left or right. What do you do? If you rely on the active polling technique, and there's no one around to ask an opinion, what are you going to do? I mean, seriously. When you cultivate your intuition, it's a faithful servant to you. It's an on-demand tool. It is always there for you to use, regardless of your internet connectivity. And number five, you'll lead a happier life. Let's be honest. When you're listening inside, you're connecting with your heart. And from this deeper connection comes the side effects of really getting acquainted with what you want. And when you learn how to listen to what you truly want, it will be easier to lead a more fulfilling and happier life. Full stop. So I think those are some pretty good reasons to listen to your intuition. Let's recap them quickly. First, we make better decisions. Second, we build our confidence. Third, we cultivate a stronger understanding of ourself. Fourth, it's efficient and always on. And lastly, it helps us to lead a happier life. So I want to give you some tips for using your conscious intelligence. But before I do, I want to check in with you. As you're listening to this episode, does conscious intelligence really resonate with you? Have you mastered the art of your intuition? Can you think of a time where it's helped you to make a really good decision? What about... Have you ever met someone who just made you feel a little bit off? There's a statement that I hear all the time and people say this, there was just something about them that I knew I didn't like. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I just knew. I wanna dissect that statement for a bit and really be clear. What's going on here? You're scanning your logic for a reason to explain why someone feels off, but it's empty. 
because there's no data points that are going to be able to explain why you don't like this person. But you have a feeling and they make you feel off or uncomfortable. And that feeling is your intuition. That is the power of your intuition. You are so powerful. Do you see how powerful you are? Have you ever had a scenario where you didn't listen to your intuition and you really regretted it? This usually results in us feeling anger to the situation or the person, but in reality, we're usually just extra angry at ourselves because we didn't listen. Just like my embarrassing story at the top of the episode, I used to be really angry and blame my ex for this scenario. But now, when I do tell the story, it's a story about me not listening to my intuition. Now, there's a few cool things that I want to point out about your intuition. Number one, we all have intuition. So if you're listening to this episode and you feel like you're missing out on this big party, you're not. You have it. You just have to find it. Number two, you have to learn how to actively cultivate it so that it gets stronger. You have to learn to listen for it. It's like building a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. Pretty cool, huh? And number three, you've got to learn to trust it always. Listening to it is only half of the equation. Trusting and acting on it is equally important. And this might feel hard in the beginning because you can't always understand why in the moment, but you've got to learn to trust it. Number four, the wisdom is infinite. It's always right there as much as you want. There's no downtime spent acquiring or uploading the knowledge. You don't have to read a book and you don't have to upload a program. Number five, it's on demand. So there's never any connectivity issues. You just have to learn how to tap inside you. Number six, you are the only one that holds the right answers for you. Trust that. Number seven, you will access original opportunity and access ideas that no one has thought of before. And lastly, number eight, you will be in very good company with the greatest innovators of our time. Okay, let's get on to those tips. I've got five tips for you to help you access your conscious intelligence. Tip number one, look to the past. Look at a time when your intuition was screaming and you just knew something was up or something felt off. This will really help you recognize how you felt in that moment and it will teach you what to watch for. Is it a sensation? Is it a wave of emotion? Is it a gut feeling or is it a knowing? Tip number two, meditation and mindfulness. You, you knew this was coming. I'm a yoga teacher. It would be irresponsible if I didn't bring up meditation. This will help you master the art of being still and silent. This will help you cultivate and strengthen your intuition. I promise. Number three, do yoga, of course. Yes, I'm serious. People say all the time that yoga taught them how to be in their body more. And I'll confess that that statement being in your body more sounds a little nebulous and it likely won't make sense to you until you experience it and then it will make total sense. Being in your body means being present and really connecting to the emotions, to the sensations and to the feelings from the inside out. Tip number four, start small. Start using your intuition with small decisions and then, as you build up your confidence, work your way up to the bigger, life-changing decisions. 
and be kind to yourself because you're learning a new process of what it is like to make decisions from the inside out. And number five, the fifth tip, act as if. If you're having problems accessing it, feel into it. So imagine that you've made decision A and then picture yourself walking through life having made that decision. What does it feel like? Does it feel good? And then picture yourself making decision B. What's it like to live with that decision? Seems pretty simple, but it definitely works. So let's recap those steps. Step number one, look to the past. To see when your intuition was happening, what did you feel? Number two, meditation and mindfulness. Number three, yoga. Number four, start small. Number five, act as if. And this is a great time to share a corporate yogi tweetable. As soon as you make a decision, it becomes the right one. And it's time to start wrapping up here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on conscious intelligence. I hope you learned a thing or two about how to access yours and that you realize just how powerful you really are. And a really quick announcement, I know some of you have been asking me about this. Registration for our upcoming Thrive Retreat to Mexico in May opens on January 11th. So you'll have first access to the best rooms and to early bird rates. You can find out more about Thrive Retreat on the website, thecorporateyogi.com forward slash retreats. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I know that together we can pave this new way, this conscious way of doing business. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.